everybody. This is Harriet Kamek, host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, we're going to talk about something that I feel and I'm confident is going to bless you. And it's going to bless you as you go through this week. And it's going to keep your mind stay. The Bible says he will keep thee in perfect peace. He whose mind is stayed on thee. So get ready for that. Just Get up wherever you are, call your friends, tell them, share this on Facebook, on Twitter, share it on your social media platforms, as well as just send a text to a group of friends whom you know might be in need of an encouraging word. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I want to share with you some of the things that we do here at Harry Kamek Ministries. One of the things that we do is we do the Exodus Foundation. We provide services to women and girls, to women whose lives have been impacted by violence and human sex trafficking. I know you're hearing that more and more frequently, and it's because in our society, human trafficking and sex trafficking has become a problem. Wherever there are disparities, wherever there is poverty, wherever there are economic disenfranchisement or economic disempowerment, there are people who are being exploited. One of the things that we do is we provide shelter and therapy services and an opportunity for people to re-enter the job, the job work, the workforce. So we provide job skills training. So every time you support us here at Harriet Kamek Ministries, we in turn are able through our nonprofit, the Exodus Foundation, to provide services. So for more information, go to my website, harrietkamek.com. You can also find us on the web at theexodusfoundation.com and you can find these and other stories that we do to be a help and a resource to those in need. I'm a firm believer that faith without works is dead. It's one thing for me to encourage you, but it's another thing for me to be able to reach out and extend a hand to those in my community around me who need help, especially women who have been disadvantaged as a result of sex trafficking and human trafficking. So look out for more information on that. Now I wanna take you into the word and provide you with some resource that I feel will help you to overcome and get through the week. So often we hear a word and it stays with us for days at a time. I know how life is because I'm human. I have lived some of the experiences that I talk about. The reason that I can come to you with, 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 with boldness and with audacity and with confidence and with faith that God can take you through is because I lived it. And so often, as I say all the time, what helped me is the word of God. Now, I am an avid reader. I have read a lot of books. I, I believe in self-help gurus. When I was going through, what helped me was the word of God. I was always struck by reading the Holy Scriptures, how much it was as if I was implanted on it. And I find that even for myself, Hearing the word that comes out of my mouth each week is a reminder later on. Sometimes I am uploading a video or I go back to a video that I made and it's on YouTube or so. And I'm struck by what I said that has brought encouragement to me. And that is exactly what the word of God is. The word of God is living. That's what distinguishes it and separates it from all others is because it's a living word. It lives in your mind. It lives in your spirit. And so when we're going through these tough times, sometimes that's all you need is hope. It's a bridge 
to hope that helps you to cope with whatever is going on. So I won't take up much time. I'm going to bring you straight into the word of God. And of course, I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Holy Scriptures. And it is Psalm chapter 3. Our focus is on verse 3. But I want to put this into context because I need you to hear these words so that you can get it. So for more information, go to my website, harrietcamrick.com. My information is running on the screen. Make sure you call us so we can help you and pray with you through these times. Listen to this. It's Psalm chapter 3. And it says, Lord, how many are my foes? Poverty is a foe. Lack of paying your bills, frustration, bad marriages, yeah? Relationships that have deteriorated, joblessness, evictions, that's a foe. How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. How many of us have been praying and they're saying God will not deliver him? Even your circumstances is laughing you in the face. But here is the word of God. In Verse 3, it says, But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep, I wake again, because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Don't we wish that? Break the teeth of the wicked. Mm, I feel something right now. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be upon your people. Father, in the name of Jesus, let us be not just hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Let this word empower someone today that you are God right there in the midst of their circumstances. In Jesus' name. So I want to talk to you today about you're the lifter of my head. I have just read in your hearing. The scriptures that says that the Lord will raise us up, that the Lord will deliver me, that the Lord is the lifter of my head. Did you not read this yourself? It says in verse three, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head, the one who lifts my head high. In some translations, it says the Lord who lifts my head high. This is a scripture that was written by King David. When King David was being pursued in the wilderness and he didn't know what to do. Imagine the king was set upon and he had nothing left. He had no dignity. He had no mantle. His robes of his kingdom and the robes displaying his authority became nothing. It had no power now to deliver him. He had to call out to God. He was left alone in the mountain and he had to call out to God to you, oh Lord, are a shield for me. You know what a shield is in those days when men went to war, they had a shield to prevent prevent them from their bodies from being attacked and being hurt by spears. And David had to say, Lord, you are my shield. He was surrounded by his enemies. They were all about him and he had no shield. His men had left him, but he cried out unto God and said, you, 
Oh Lord, are a shield for me. Isn't that what's happening to us now economically? All our savings are gone. Our money is gone. We have nothing left in the bank. No, I know everybody I'm talking to is not broke, but it might be something else in your circumstance. Trust me, if you're listening to this word, something is going on in your life. And what you thought was your shield, your protection, what kept you from disaster, whatever your disaster might be, it might not be economics. It might not be poverty. It might be being left alone. It might be being abandoned. It might be that somebody pulled the rug out from under your feet and took a safe place away from you. Whatever that was, that was your safe place. That shield that was around you, it's now pulled off and now you're encompassed all about. You're surrounded and you're saying, oh Lord, you better call out on his name and say, Lord, you are my shield. You are my glory and the lifter of my head. Speak to those circumstances. I can promise you that if you speak to it, it will obey the spirit that you are speaking to. Come on now. You know it is true. I told you my story. A few weeks ago, there was the flood. Right here in Metro Detroit on June 25th, I was going up and down the stairs, up and down, making sure the sewage did not come up in my basement and the water didn't come up in my basement. I was terrified as I watched people who were saying this was happening to them. I came down, <coughs> excuse me, down the stairs and I said, in the name of Jesus, no water will come in here. In the name of Jesus, I will not suffer from it. I spoke to that thing and commanded it to stand still. The Lord is saying on today, stand still and watch this out salvation of the Lord. What you put your trust in. The Bible says don't watch that because the stock market can go crazy. One minute you're a millionaire. Next thing you turn around and everything is gone. Has that ever happened to you? Your entire savings was wiped out. That happened to me one time. Put money in the stock market. Put money in tech stocks that were recommended to us by our stockbroker. I kid you not. And one minute you had money, the next minute it was all obliterated one Friday in October of 1997. I kid you not. One minute you are up on the mountain thinking that's your shield around you. The next minute everything is wiped out. And I had to say, oh Lord, I heard a preacher say the night before. The night before I heard a preacher say, you never heard the scripture. Psalm chapter 3. Go and read it. Oh Lord, you are a shield for me. You are my glory and the lifter of my head. Amen. Amen. I know that you're watching this because you might be thinking, I need something. My shield disappeared. Maybe your shield was a husband. Maybe your shield was a spouse. Maybe you went to the doctor, your shield was your good health. And you went to the doctor and they said, we see something. Something isn't right with the results we got back. And you need a word today to deliver you. Yeah, you need a word. The Lord has sent me to tell you, look up. Say, arise, O Lord, and deliver me from all my fears. The Lord is saying to you today, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, and start walking through your house. Maybe your marriage is falling apart. All of a sudden, your spouse starts acting like a drunken man, a drunken woman, like they've lost their mind, talking about divorce. Have you not spent 20 years building this marriage up? Have you not spent 20 years building this relationship up? If you were to divorce, no, you'd both be poor. Your assets would be split. Sometimes when we're going through, we get so egotistic. We don't think about the ramifications. We don't think about the realities, the current realities that after divorce, you are broke 
busted and disgusted. Everything you built up is gone. But we in our power and in our egotism, we forget what is real. Walk through your house and say, oh Lord, whoever is an enemy of mine is an enemy of God. If it was a woman or a man who has caused this problem in my marriage, I command them now to be struck down. Yes, that's what the word of God says. I'm not one of those fussy preachers who like to say, well, you need to be submissive and docile. The devil is not submissive and docile when it is unleashing its attack on you. You need to rise up and take authority as the word of God says that we should do. God never told us to be docile. Jesus said, turn the other cheek. Did you read the full context? He was like, man, if they're right up on you, turn the other cheek and come back around and hit them. Read the context. But they tell you to turn the other cheek. When you turn the other cheek, what happens? You get knocked down and you're like, oh, but I guess it's my Christian position to be knocked down. That's not the reality. Jesus, that revolutionary who walked into the temple, who attacked the religious leaders and called them out. Jesus, the poor carpenter dude, that dude who went up against the religious establishment. Let me put it into context for you today. Imagine Jesus is a revolutionary just out there crying out in the wilderness. Some guy from down in the hood somewhere, pick up his microphone, went on YouTube and start talking. Has a little podcast somewhere. He's going against the establishment. The people who run businesses in your town. The corporate structure. The politicians. So they're looking at him like, who is this? We got to shut him down. We can't let that guy proliferate. If he continues, we won't have anybody. The people are listening to him. So they go on his Facebook page and they see where Jesus has all these followers. Everywhere he goes, he attracts followers. They're like, who is this dude? Who is he connected to? So they work behind the scenes and go find out who Jesus is with. Who can we snatch and ensnare away? Can we set up somebody? So they found Judas and paid him 30 pieces of silver to set up Jesus. All you have to do is to tell us where Jesus will be next time. We'll do the rest. And for that, they paid him 30 pieces of silver. What people don't tell is after Judas did that, the the falls of the air at him. He hung himself. And the falls of the air. You ever notice they don't preach about that? Because they don't want you to do what? You know it. See the ramifications. Because the kind of Christianity they want to purvey is the sublime, docile Christianity where you just sit there and you get beaten over. You go to work and they talk bad to you. And they tell you, don't say anything. Just sit there and let the salvation of the Lord. Sometimes Jesus wants you to say, hey, what you doing? Get in the ring and fight back. The devil, when he's unleashing his attack on you, does not let you be. There is a time when you stand. But before you start standing, you got to fight first. Make sure when you choose to stand, you have done all the fight. You have done all the work. Then you can stand. But until then, we're all in this together. We're getting in this ring. Tell Satan, oh, you want to come unleash poverty against me? You want to come unleash Uh, divorce against me. Come on. We're going in this thing. And I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. And the Bible says, when I call on the name of the Lord, I shall be saved. Come on. In the name of Jesus. It always amazes me at the kind of rhetoric that comes forth. And they never preach the Bible in its entirety. You ever notice? 
I, I know you have. Just, just talk back to me. I'm one of those kind of people. I like interaction. Talk to me. I know I'm talking right now in a virtual space, but I want you to nod your head because this makes sense to you. You ever notice that? That they always preach this kind of religion. And, and that's why so many people today, with all that we are encountering and with our awareness that has exponentially increased, with social media and access to information, we now are more informed than we have ever been. So we have access to information everywhere. So it's not so easy to get people to believe in anything now because they can go www.theuniversityofgoogle.com and find it out. So now what's the story? So what are they telling you now? So now you find that the kind of messaging, it does not resonate. It's not witnessing with you. But you know what I find witnesses with me every time? This right here. The scriptures. Look, I have it right here. The Bible. There it is. I'm not ashamed. I will hold it up. Because this book right here has delivering power where everything else tells me to thrill over. The reason that you are the way you are is because of the statistics that say, that predict, that based on your environment and your background, this is what you're likely to do. My daughter reminded me of something this morning. She says, all the stuff that happened to people. And people say, well, it's poverty that causes it. She says, that's a disservice to the billions of people in the world who grew up without financial resources and who today live well-adjusted lives. That's just revelation. That's a revelation, isn't it? That just hits you right there because you find yourself nodding your head because now they want you to blame something instead of looking inward and taking accountability for where I am. There is a part of all of us that we have an agency to play. I like to refer to the word agency. You, you have to have some level of control over you. After all, you can't control the circumstances. You can't control the politicians. You can't control the religious leaders. But you can't control you. So what are you going to do? So you get this thing that they denied you credit. They denied you a loan for you to move forward. You have two choices. You're either going to still do it. And find a way to do it or you're going to go roll up in a corner and just give up. You have two choices. That's accountability. Accountability is demanding of you, what will you now do? The Bible says that the devil has power over the air. Because we always said, then where is God? People like to say that. Where was God? God is good. Why does he let this to happen? You're looking for magic? That's not what this is. There is empowerment what we miss about it is the empowerment that comes when you exercise your own agency, your own free will to get up and do stuff. Now, when you have done all of that and they're coming at you, you say, well, you know, Jesus, it's your, pro- it's your turn. No, here it is. The Bible says right here, you, O Lord, are a shield for me. You are my glory and the lifter of my head. When they came at me and attacked me, Yes, they did. They attacked me. They attacked my name, my reputation, even my lifestyle. You know, I try to live right. I'm not out there nightclubbing it up, running from one man to the other, you know, scamming and doing all the things that people do. I kind of just live such a boring, normal life. They still attack me, accuse me of all kinds of stuff. It was hurtful. I opened the Exodus Foundation, started it to get it off the ground. And people start wondering, if I'm doing bad things, why are you doing this? I'm doing it to help others who might have found themselves in the same situation that I was in. And no, there was nothing there to help me. So I'm trying to provide a stopgap. People start accusing me. 
I remember this scripture. But you, O Lord, are going to vindicate me. That's what this is. It's your vindication. You might be at work. They just accused you and told a lie on you. Your job is in the balance. But it's more than a job. It's your reputation. You finding employment is based on your reputation. You might be a doctor. You might be a nurse. You could be an engineer. You're a consultant. Whatever it is, you can't get another job if your reputation isn't solid. And they're accusing you. And you're in the midst of this. Here is what you say. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. You're going to lift me up. You are my glory. You are my protection. And you will lift my head high. When they told me that poverty would be the death of me. That poverty was going to hold me back. And that my children, they actually told me, my own members of my own family told me as an undocumented immigrant that I would never make it if I didn't marry a man to get a green card. I kid you not. They actually told me that. They told me that I was jeopardizing my children by not doing it. I said, thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. You are my glory. You are the lifter of my head. And what you believe, what do you think happened? Exactly that. God delivered us and God performed his miracle right there in their midst. That they were so shocked. You should have seen the look on my mother's face when she found out that not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the Lord, not by a man, not hanging on to a man, not trying to live a life that was different from what I said that I would do. God has a way of showing up. God has a way of coming right in the midst of your circumstances. I know you think I'm excitable and so on, but I can't help but be passionate about it because I have lived it. I lived to see the miraculous deliverance that God brought to my life in spite of what the circumstances dictated that would happen. God brought the restoration nonetheless. God did it. So much so that people had to sit back. They still to this day can't believe it. Remember what they said. They said you got to have a husband. You got to have a man. You are jeopardizing your children. That same child, she just sat for the bar. The second child is in school. Pre-med. Yes. Pre-med at Michigan State University. Come on. Don't tell me that God. It is no secret. The songwriter says what God can do. What he has done for others. He will do for you. What he did for me. He will do for you. In the name of Jesus. Just trust in him. And hold on to his unchanging hands. I know the tide will come. And the floods and the fire. But you've got to believe in Isaiah chapter 43. That says though you walk through the fire. I will keep you. I will not let it burn you. Though you walk through the floods. It shall not overwhelm you. For those of you who are. Are surviving floods. I'm here to tell you that you survived it nonetheless. Yes, I know it took what it could. It destroyed material things, but the Bible says there is a treasure in this earthen vessel, this here vessel made of clay, your vessel made of clay. There is a treasure in your vessel that nothing can destroy. You are the living witness of what God can do. Stand up and let it be known that God took you through it. God will make a way where there is no way. That's what the Bible says. He will make a way in the wilderness. And I believe the Bible with all my heart. I am sitting here today because of this word. 
that proved me time and time again. I can tell you stories a mile long, maybe 10,000 miles long. The Bible says the rocks will not cry out. They will not cry out, but I will live to declare the works of the Lord. I will open my mouth and you've got to open your mouth, open up your mouth and give God some praise up in here right where you're sitting right now because God surely will deliver you. They're telling me my time is up and I'm wrapping up, but this message must get to you. You must hear this word. You must read Psalm chapter three, verse three and get on with it. I know we're in some terrible times, especially here in my country right now. There is an insurrection. They had an insurrection a few months ago and now we're still looking at the ramifications of it. But I'm here to tell you that God will be a shield around the United States and God will keep us. God will protect us. He will destroy your enemies. He will come against those who come against us, including the coronavirus, including every variant of the coronavirus. I'm here to tell you, pray for the people who are facing eviction. The moratorium expired yesterday. God help the people. Be a help if you can. You got a house somewhere that you can take somebody in. Go up to the city. Call them and tell them I have an empty house. I can put the family in there for some time. Come on, open up our hearts. Help the people who need help. Be an encouragement to people. You yourself stand up and look around and see the salvation of the Lord. See what God has done. When you get into these situations, remind yourself, it is no secret what God has done. He has done it before. He will do it again and again and again and again and again. That's how we overcome evil. That's how we overcome bad. Yes, they're forcing children. They're exploiting children. But we are going to stand and declare the word of the Lord. We're going to find out where they are. And we're going to pray. And the Bible says pray without ceasing. We're going to pray until every one of them is exposed in the name of Jesus. Something good is going to happen to you. Amen. Amen. Something good. Meditate on this word. I am here today because of this word. I had two choices. I could have given up and rolled up and stayed in a corner. Or I could have get up, get up, get up, get up. And believed that if these words were written, they must be true. Why don't I try it? I tried it and found it to be true. And I'm still trying it. And my faith gets tested every day, every hour, every week, every minute. I just let it be and just do what God calls you to do. Nonetheless, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I know I got fired up a little bit there and kind of got into it a bit there. But something has come to change your life and to change your circumstances. My name is Harry Kemet. This has been Down to Earth. I just thank you so much. Be blessed, everybody.